Welcome back to another episode of Broken Record Ministries. I'm Ronnie. Brother Bob's here. What's up? Carl's back. What up? Brandon's back. Hey now. Silent Ron's back. Hello. And Big Mike is allowed to come back. How you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Our Bible verse tonight is Titus 2.11. Carl, would you like to read that? For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men. So... A little Easter egg out there to start before I throw the topic out there. Ever since episode one, because you guys around the table know that one of my biggest pet peeves is cherry picking verses. And I even debated on putting verses in, which kind of seems awkward since it's a Christian podcast. But each verse, if you go back, each verse has context. Before and after of the topics that we talk about. So they're not just going to Google and saying, what Bible verse goes with whatever our topic is. Like this one. It's the grace of God as we seek him. Mm -hmm. And he forgives us for the things that we've done past, present, future. And that is our topic, is seeking him or being complacent and comfy in our lives, in our walk, getting getting comfortable and coming out of maybe being on fire and then something lets the fire burn out like 2020 and you know, or let's be honest, it's us. Yeah, yeah, we do. We mm-hmm. just put labels and excuses with right. those things. And we know that we're complacent. But then it's like, yeah, well, I'm comfortable not seeking anymore. Mm-hmm. Or I'm comfortable in my sin, whatever sin that may be. Right. Or... Maybe some out there, like, Brandon, I think we had a conversation, like, where you're aware of it, Mm -hmm. but either A, you don't want to get out of it, or you don't know how to get out of it. Right. Is that a good way to put it, Brandon? Yeah, pretty much. It's um, kind of like, there's times you know where you need to be spiritually, and... But you're not moving into that spiritually, mm-hmm. you know. It's um, or you don't know what it takes to get there. Um, or if you don't quit moving that mic. But yeah, it's just. Um, but at the same time, and you, you're not um, going where you need to go mm-hmm. to get spiritually fed either. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, yeah, it can be multiple yeah, things. Yeah, so, um, so it's almost like you you just sit dormant and just try to stay comfortable where you're at. Mm-hmm. So you know where you need to be, and you know about it, but you're not making any effort to move to it. Right, right. That's where the laziness comes in. Yep. I mean, you know, twenty. 20- well, 
not not just laziness, but comfort comfortability. Right. But what I'm getting at is is you know everybody goes well. 2020 happened, the pandemic hit. I couldn't go to church. I couldn't go here. I couldn't go there. Excuse after excuse, but like Mike said, it was all on us because that fire extinguished. Mm-hmm. You know, just because you were stuck at home does not mean that you could not have picked up your Bible. You could not have studied the Word. You could not have prayed to God. You could not have built a more personal relationship with Him in that time. Yep. You know, there's all kinds of things you could have done to kept that fire going. Mm-hmm. You know, you you don't have to you don't have to go to a church building and be with other people to keep your fire burning. I mean, not really. I mean, because look at all them guys that was by themselves all the time, Abraham and and Sarah. They, you know, God God only showed up in his life ever so many years. I mean, for real. But he was a devout man. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, he'd done things wrong, but he was human, you know, and and just because we're not with other believers doesn't mean we still cannot worship our God. Yeah. I mean, and don't get me wrong, I, I was there. I mean, you know, I, I, I slacked on that. I got lazy on it. I'm not going to lie. It happened, you know, but we can't blame nobody but ourselves for that fire extinguishing and burning out, but now that everything's opened back up, why can't we get that fire burning again? I think that's the the focal point now is how to mm-hmm. get it. Because there, I'm sure there are people that are still listening to the podcast or sermon podcasts or sermons on YouTube. And granted, don't get me wrong, this isn't a COVID debate. There might be some. That can't. Right. Is that fire burning and the desire to seek him to want to go? Or are you just comfortable? Yeah. And I think that's key when you when you mention desire, because we have desire for many different things, mm-hmm. you know, in life, you know. And uh, I think some of our desire is what we put in priority concerning where we're at and that makes who you are at that time absolutely so i think uh, a lot of times it's what we do what we desire to do at that time it could kindle the fire you're putting that um, bushel basket over the candlestick and because if i'm doing this here and it's not honorable to god it's, it's kind of putting a candle on my fire. Oh, absolutely. Spiritually, it is. But oh, yeah. I desire to do that because I like doing that. And it might be my own lust and entice or whatever that makes me happy, which is temporary. But, you know, a person don't want to give that up. But they know spiritually, this I need to be here. But they don't want to give up this here. So sometimes it's just what you do, you know, that kind of affects your spiritual walk. Right. Well, yeah. that that kind of that kind of the way you just explained that tells me that they're not wanting to step out on faith anymore and trust God. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, did, let's, we're going to get down to the right, brass right. tacks. That's yeah. it. You know, they're not stepping out on faith and trusting God mm-hmm. for what He's got for them. Right. They got comfortable where they is at. They hit a plane, 
and they're not trying to take that next step to to further the glory for him. Mm-hmm. I think the, the key phrase there is do, or do. word. I guess the key yeah. word there is do. I think, mm-hmm. you know, obviously seeking God is like a multifaceted thing. There, that's a deep topic, but mm-hmm. if we're focused on the fire, right? Mm-hmm. Like keeping the fire stoked, that requires action. Yeah. It requires stoking it. And I can't, I can't help but wonder if there's not a lot of believers that feel the exact same way. They know that mm-hmm. something happened. Mm-hmm. Right, something shifted. We need to do something. We need to to step out mm-hmm. on that great commission to do something to keep that fire stoked. But we just don't know what to do. Like we don't like maybe individually we don't have any ideas. We need to gather together to brainstorm ideas and act upon it. Because mm-hmm. just going to church, like we talked about earlier, Ronnie, going to church and seeking permanent visitor status ain't it. Mm-hmm. That's not doing. Right. That's not acting out on your faith. I think of the disciples, like when he, when the, the, the feeding of the 5,000, which was more like 15,000, 20,000. Right. But when he, when he fed them out of almost nothing, right, Jesus didn't hand out a single thing. He, he provided the provision. Right. He provided the increase. He provided the miracle. The mm-hmm. disciples are the ones that had to step out and do. They're the ones that had to reach their hands in the baskets, trusting that there was going to be something left and hand that out to the people. We had to be doing that. Absolutely, and I and think that that provides that example that sure. doing and matters, right? Exactly, right. and that kind of that kind of shows us that uh, that gives us the model of Jesus as the head, where the hands and the feet. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know that that's what that models right there. And I think that sometimes it does take like um, both of y'all mentioned, you know, us taking somebody by the hand. It's like, okay, not judge you, you know, love you. I walk with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However long it takes, you know. If we gotta take just a couple of steps, I'm not gonna yank you or anything like that. But I'm 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 here with you. Yeah. Right. Let me walk beside you. Yeah. Not push you. Not right. pull you. Mm-hmm. Let me walk beside you. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And, and you know the Bible tells us you know if you walk one mile with them, go another mile. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, I know I haven't told you in my, but. Everybody knows the story about how this podcast got started. If not, I'll give you the Cliff Notes version if you're just now tuning in. But um, COVID was happening. Lockdown. I felt myself waning really bad. Because I was on fire. I'm talking red hot melt whatever fire. And then it just stopped. Dead, hard, stop. And so, not only did I need the relationship with the guys that I formed, but I also needed, I knew I needed to get back into the Word. And who better else than the guys that I got into the Word with anyways? Just so happened that I used to do other podcasts. So, for my benefit, I was like, I'm going to bring it, and then I'm going to record it, selfishly, because I might need to play this back for me. Yep. Because, like, it was almost, I think this is probably the first time I've said this part, but it was almost like a last-ditch effort for me to get the fire going. Mm-hmm. And, and it might not have been, but it, at the time, that's what it felt like. Right. 
And so we did that first episode. Or actually, we did a prequel episode that has never aired. But And then I listened to it back, and I listened to it back, and I still had server status from doing the other podcast. And I was like, like this helped me tremendously. Like, it didn't just stoke the fire. Like, I wanted to study more. I wanted to go back in more. And if it just helped us, and selfishly, if it just helped me, then cool. Right. So then that's when I brought it to more than just Bill and Mike, I think. And I was like, hey, you guys want to do this? Like, Bob. Bob was like, I don't even know what a podcast is. But I <laughs> And then Jeff, Jeff took, I asked him, and it took him four or five episodes before he actually got on board. And, like, if it helped us, and I saw that it helped everybody around the table more, not just myself, like, I guess that's just my nature, like, seeing everybody else benefit. Mm Mm-hmm. And I had that server access, so I was like, well, I'll just throw it out there, and if something happens, it happens. If not, that's cool, too, but I still want to secretly, quote-unquote, get together and do this podcast. Mm-hmm. Because we were in lockdown. We weren't even supposed to. Mm-hmm. And I think this is episode number 60. I don't number them anymore. I just throw them out there. Mm-hmm. But... And, I look forward to recording every time because it actively helps me seek. Keeps mm-hmm. the fire going. Yeah. It keeps the fire going. It helps me seek him. It helps me. It's it's my own personal accountability. Right. For me, it it I can ponder on what we're going to talk about and 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 go through the Bible and see what needs to be talked about and and relate to you know what I'm saying. Right. That's that's what it does for me. Forces and that, you to dig in a forces bit. me to dig in a little bit, mm-hmm. and that's that's where I come up with that, yeah. that next thing that I posted. You know, I'm yeah. like, man, that that's where we need to go. Yeah, you know? helps teach me. And I, and I think that that was some, it was almost taboo, kind of, of Christian guys or girls or whatever talking about real feelings. Mm-hmm. And what it means and lines up with scripture, what it doesn't line up with scripture, and then you had everybody else that can chime in and be like, "No, we need to do this instead." Yeah, best part about it is, is while we're sitting here talking, I mean, it, it triggers other stuff in your head that you know you'd never, you know, that you'd read somewhere, and you're like, "Oh, hey, that relates to what we're talking about now," you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that's been a big one for me to kind of realize. Oh, I I do know more scripture than I thought. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I something comes off and it just comes out, and I'm like, oh, I, I don't even know where that came from. Don't you right. see how far he's brought you. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. You know, and being able to to you know to to pastor to somebody and talk to somebody about their walks and fairly newer and stuff and and everything else is you know still amazing and it's just all of it the whole thing is you know is, is such a such a blessing even if it's not for anybody else it's right. for me and you know what like, I mean like Simon Ron joining in right yeah he's the proverbial fourth chair that everybody always talks about. The audience listening 
Because not everybody might be where I'm at, or Carl's at, or Bob's at, or Mike's right. at. Everything y'all say, I can I commit to my life. Yeah. I think back, like, like Bob says something, I'm like, I try to relate it to something that happened in the past, probably to me, and how it reflected. And I was like, well, crap, that happened to me. Mm-hmm. Or something like that, and then how did I, how I got through it, or whatever, you know. And then it's like... You know, I had that spell where I was I was gone. I stopped. My fire was out. Mm-hmm. You know, so and then you look back and it's like, well, this happened. This happened, and it's coming out of your all's mouth. And I'm like, well, crap. Obviously, he never left me. Right. He was just showing me signs and stuff like that to bring me back. Yep. Because it always felt like something was there. I didn't know what it was. I was always asking questions. People were always trying to answer my questions, and I was seeking something very badly, and then it just hit me. Right. So, you know, whenever you all quote scripture or anything like that, or your comments, I just sit here, and I'm, I sit here and think about my life before, and, you know, it just it amazes me how what is said, I've done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Somewhere and, along the line. And just so you know that you're not alone in that. That's mm-hmm. each and every one of us. When Absolutely. somebody else is talking, I guarantee you it's been like, oh, man. Yeah. Or like Carl yeah, says. 100%. I did that. Oh, yeah. And it, you know what hits me the hardest? It's when I'm like, crap, I still do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm still that guy. That guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's it like Carl told me one day, he's like, well, you say something, and I didn't even see it that way. Well, same thing goes with you all. I'd be sitting here. Thinking my own way, and then you all yeah. say something. I'm like, well, didn't even dawn on me that way mm-hmm. because you know. Mm-hmm. But because I try to keep my stuff simple, <laughs> right? <laughs> simple so, so I can understand it. Brand, <laughs> brand, brand, <laughs> the, truth, the truth will come across the table, mm-hmm. and you don't accept it or receive it. But later on, you ponder on it and be like. Our guard the right. Yeah. You know, that's where that's where they, that's where the iron sharpens iron. That's yeah. where that comes yeah. from. Getting ready to go to bed. Son of a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> it doesn't have to be worth it. Yes. It doesn't have to be Right across the table. Yeah. Remember when Bob says his normal thing mm-hmm. and you're like, No, that's not right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's unworthy. Right. Hell yeah. Right. And then and then Brandon was like, man, I didn't want to hear that, but mm-hmm. you're right. Yeah. I'm not worried. Yeah. You know, because I had to think of it uh, a different way. And it's actually, it's like a, a song I heard that I was worth it. Can you sing it for us? No. <laughs> That's a quick answer. Wait, get the mic back. <laughs> hey, I texted to you all. But, uh, but it goes along exactly what you said. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, he's exactly right. We we're, just don't feel it. Right. Mm-hmm. We're always so worth we it. We just don't deserve yeah. it. Right. Yeah. And when you explained it that way, when mm-hmm. Bob chastised me for saying it, <laughs> <laughs> and you explained it that way, it's like, that's when the light bulb went off. It's like, oh, right. yeah. yeah. I, I, I'd never thought of it that way. Right. And that highlights the need for things like mm-hmm. this, for gathering mm-hmm. with other believers, because you, you, you're never going to come to a full understanding of his will on an island by yourself. Nope. Right? right. You're, you're not. You need this sharpening. I think, you know, something you said is a perfect tie back to the topic of seeking seeking God. What's that look like? It's applying it to your life. Mm-hmm. Right? You said I'm applying it. Step number one is learning what his will is. 
Step number two is is committing in your heart to apply it. Yep. Like yep. what what distinguished King Saul and King David? It wasn't sin. You know, objectively yep. speaking, David's sin was no better or worse than Saul's. They right. were both sinners. They were both murderers right. at heart. Mm-hmm. It, well, they they both had a, a murderous heart at a certain point. Right. The difference is in what Samuel says in the prophecy. I, I reject you as king, Saul, because I'm seeking after someone who will seek my will to do it. That was the key. Not just seeking what the will of God was, but committing in his, in his heart to do that will. Even though he was misguided, even though mm-hmm. he was a sinner, even though he was a failure like we all can be sometimes, he had a heart, that nugget in his heart, mm-hmm. no matter how far he strayed, that he wanted to seek the will of God and do it. Yeah. Saul never had that. All God was to Saul was somebody to get things out of. Yep. Mm-hmm. He, he viewed Yahweh as someone who could enrich him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He didn't view Yahweh as the sovereign over his life like David did. And that's I think that's a picture of what it looks like for us to seek him. It's not perfection. Right. It's you know not, I mean? no. It's that, not. And I was going to say that, you know, he didn't He didn't say that he needed to be perfect. He just needed somebody that was going to seek him and do it for right. him. Because he sent the perfect one for, for us to That's die it. for our sins. That's right. That's the only one that's been perfect. He's the only perfect man. Yeah. What helps me with this podcast is, because uh, as man, we have tendency, and this is what we do, is just we hold things in. Mm-hmm. You know, and we ponder on them, we just hold it in. It's no, not so much anything wrong with that, but eventually you got to let it out. Well, there is, because if you hold it in too long and you ponder on it too long, eventually it's going to turn to cancer. Eventually well, yeah. it's going to turn to hate, and that's yeah. going to that's going yeah. to eat you up. Right. I, I mean, mean, you got to let it out. You got to let, let it out. It out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Been there. Yeah. That was my yeah. walk. It became hate. Hate. Yeah. Well, that's the irony. You talked about how, how the lockdowns like started to, to put your fire out, Ronnie. It was the opposite for me. I was I was on an island when the world was just fine. When everything was normal, you know what I mean? I was walking on an island by myself, bottling all that up, getting more ugly and hateful by the day, and it was during the lockdown that he shook me and yeah. brought, brought me back, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was definitely possible to find the fire. I didn't have a fire. It was going. Right. I was completely burnt out, so it wasn't... I'm not chastising what no, you no. said, Ronnie. No. Don't take me wrong, but it's not like it was impossible to find but the fire. But there you I go. Did. That's yeah. a proven right. point. The lockdown was different for everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know... Mm-hmm. It brought you. It brought you. It set your fire in, you know, and it kind of extinguished other fires. But I mean, God had a purpose for that lockdown. Mm-hmm. In a weird way, it was helpful to me because mm-hmm. I, I was so averse to going to church at all that the only reason I even agreed when he gave when he pressed it on me to go was because at the time it was lockdown and Timberlake was doing their in parking lot thing. So I could just drive in, sit in my car, keep the windows rolled up, not speak to anybody, and just listen to it on the radio if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. That was the only reason I went. That's what brought kind me back. Kind of like a podcast. Yeah, you, yeah. You I like don't know it, if I would have gone if it was inside. He's like, I don't yeah. have to. I don't have to talk to nobody. I'm good. I can just sit and listen and then leave. Exactly. Yep. yep. See, well, then it's like, see, like Ronnie and I have talked about it before too, and like when the fir- it first started, we were still on hot and heavy, on fire, and so we shared it with our kids more. Because where are they going to go? Mm-hmm. You got a captive audience because yeah. they can't right. go anywhere, yeah. you know. So you're like, all right, yes, let's do this. It's finally gonna, it's finally gonna become something that's, that's normal for us. Yeah. And then as time goes on, then it's just you doing it, and you don't even know if you have the right answers. And the last person in the world for me, I know that I want to give the wrong answer to is my kid. No doubt. 
you know, so then it's like, okay, well, let's, we're going to slow down a little bit, but before you know it. The slow down hits the e-brake and yep, just we're totally stopped. stopped. You know, and, and that's sad, too, because technology is so great that all we got to do is call somebody. Yeah. FaceTime them. I mean, yeah. be like, hey, I need an answer to FaceTime this. Can you help me with this? I, I mean, yeah. you know. Oh, absolutely. Seriously, I mean, that. No, no, no. Absolutely. And like I said, and I've said it here before, it's just it was just an excuse. Excuse. Yeah. And my yeah. excuse was, you know, well, I, I bonded more with my boys than I have. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not going back. Mm-hmm. To running all the time, right? So that was my excuse of being like, "No, this is yeah." I got to pump the brakes, right? Which, as an accountability brother here, just if that if that would have been the case, that would have been something that your Christian brother would have said. As long as you guys are still coming to church to be around other believers, then you know, let the other stuff fade off because you know you have to be that leader right. of your family first. Right. Before anything else, you know what I mean, and and, and I would have been the same and, way. And that's how it started, right? Absolutely, that's how it started. Yeah, but then it was like because oh. it was because we were so used to every weekend there was something. Every weekend we were doing something. We were going to help people at two o'clock in the morning, going to see a brother and talk to them, and you know all of this kind of stuff, and then just. And then after that, it was, oh, it's August, and we're outside, and uh, <laughs> yes. fairgrounds, and it's hot out here, and I don't want to be out here for 45 minutes, or yeah. it's seven minutes away. There's <laughs> yeah. kind of a subtle shift, or uh, there, there, there's a subtle distinction between being the leader of your home that you need to be in prioritizing that, and using that as an excuse to not do anything else at all. Right. No. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. That's, that's kind of a danger zone. Absolutely. That's kind of what you're expressing. Yeah. yeah. Then that was the danger zone. Yep. Insert danger zone music here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and again, because you know, if that had been, if that same fire would have been there to lead your family, then of course it would have led into other things. Mm-hmm. But you would also would have brought that family with you. Yeah. Right. You know, kind of thing. And to have it all fizzle, then you know, you're just like, yeah. again, on us. And I mean, and, I'm and, saying on me. I right. know that. The, the the bad thing is is once it fizzles then you feel like a failure mm-hmm. yep. and then once you start feeling like a failure guilt sets in guilt sets in boy and that's when he digs his claws in deep then because mm-hmm. it's like oh I got you again yep. yeah. I'm just gonna keep it on you know and he just keeps pulling you backwards and digging in deeper and like yeah you, you're just worthless you're just not you're not you're not deserving you're not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Makes you feel makes you feel unworthy. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And I said the word unworthy. Yeah. yeah. That's what he wants you to think that yeah. you're unworthy, but you are not unworthy. Right. Because God thinks you're worthy enough he brought his son to hang on that cross for our sin. Yeah. Did we deserve that? Absolutely not. Right. Mm-hmm. But he gave it to us anyway. Right. Yeah. yeah, we have to respond to the guilt in the right way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Very often when it is our fault, guilt's appropriate. Because it, it, it points us to the problem mm-hmm. so that we can that we can we can implement a solution. Right. Right. Yeah. But too mm-hmm. often we just swirl in the guilt. Yes. Right? We the just right, sort of wallow in the it. Right kind of, the right kind of guilt can either make you or break you. Mm-hmm. You know, the divine guilt, I guess you could call it that. I don't know. That may be the wrong thing to say, you know. I think it's appropriate for chastisement or discipline. Yes, yes, yes. That's what I'm getting at. You know, if if God's making you think about it, then 
Yeah, you better you better learn from it yeah. now. And, and it's the doing too, right? Yes. There's a lot of time, human nature, myself included, that you just throw your hands up and be like, "Jesus, take the wheel." Yeah, right. But that's not what he means at all. Right. There are some times that he's going to take over your life and do things, mm-hmm. but you're going to have to at least have your hands on the wheel. Right. Right. You're going to have to. Yeah, Help it's, yourself. it's not a Lord take all of my sin and I believe in you as my Lord and Savior. Now take everything. That's not how it works. Yeah, <laughs> I believe you know, no matter what he calls. I'm sorry. I didn't no, no, no. I believe no matter what he calls us to. Even when he like like you said, sometimes he's gonna he's gonna take over and do things. But I think even in those instances, there's gonna be at least one step yep. he has us take. Oh, yeah. It's never going to be just sit back and be a passive audience. Right. There's always going to be a step he's going to require us yeah. to take. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Well, if you never take that next step, you're not going to grow in him. That's exactly. the thing. You right. got to take that next step. Yeah. And grow in him. You know, and yeah. that's where the seeking comes in. Yeah. And that's yeah. where you're putting your faith and you're stepping out on faith, allowing him and the to control the problem and control yeah. the situations. The transparency. Yes. And mm-hmm. the. Like, one of the hardest things for me to do ever was ask for help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's everybody ever. sitting at this table. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, it's human nature, too. It is. But for me, like, I, it was in my mind, ingrained in my mind, if I couldn't do it, then I didn't need it or want it or wasn't supposed to have it. Mm-hmm. And it still rears up every once in a while, but... You know, but being transparent, you can't be transparent and the brick wall. Yep. It just doesn't work. Yeah, you can't be transparent and try to control a situation that you can't control. That's what I was just thinking. Yeah. Right. Because we like to control it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. In our our mind, we want to know how it's going to play out. Right. Before I step into uh, I don't know about that guy because I, I can't see how it's going to play out. But, I mean... You know, that's, that's our thing. Right. Me, if when I... If you're not willing to do it, then... Right. When I hear something, you know, if, if I if I find something out bad about myself or, you know... You rear up like you're... On I, well, I, I do, but then I always run all these different scenarios through my head. <laughs> and I'm like, well, which one do I believe or what do I believe, right. you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, I'm, and, then, and then I'm like... Duh. Just let God take care of it. Right. He's going to get you through it anyway. He has before. Right. You know, if we're going to trust him with our salvation, mm-hmm. we need to trust him with our everyday life. Right. And that was yeah. my life. Looking forward. Mm-hmm. Playing every scenario. Right. Before mm-hmm. I did it. Right. You know, it's like that book you used to read in school. The Choose Your Own Adventure book? Yes. <laughs> choose this way for this end. I came up quick, Ronnie. Okay, I get it. You know what I mean? You got to choose. Well, you choose one way and you'd read it and like, crap, I don't like that one. So you go back and you mm-hmm. read the other ending. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You yeah. know? Yep. And you're like, well, I'd rather have this ending. Right. Yeah. You know? What was that movie, The Butterfly Effect? The Butterfly yeah. Effect? That's no. basically what it was. Yeah. I mean, you know, he was choosing his own ending. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But a lot of times, for me, when I was gone and lost and all that, I didn't have no one to ask for that help. So I had to. I, I had to do it for myself. Right. Not that way now. No. Yeah. And, I think so. that, and I think that was everybody at the table, too. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I learned to have more peace. Sometimes I don't do it 
like immediately all the time. But when I do give it to God and say, I'm not going to worry about it. God, I give it to you. I know you're going to work it out. And I thank you for working it out. And I just give it to him. And I don't worry about it. And somebody asked me about it or thought comes back up. I was like, God, you got it. And I just have more peace about it. And that's the way. And, and that's. I just, I just go exactly. on. That's the way to yeah, do it. Right. That's yeah. kind of the grand irony of it is like mm-hmm. the more willing you are to step out in the, the hard things. I almost put air quotes up. Nobody can see that. <laughs> the more I've willing, been doing it all night, though. <laughs> the more willing we are to step out in what seems like the hard things, the more peace we have than if we just sat back and did the easy thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's an irony. Yeah. We burn so much energy trying to do it ourselves at first. It's like, why not give this to you a long time ago? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I used this example earlier, but it's like Jonah. Mm-hmm. Right? He didn't want to do it. So he went way out of his way <laughs> to not do it. Right? <laughs> to not do it, yeah. <laughs> Which logistically is like 1,500 miles mm-hmm. out of the way. Yeah. He added about 1,000 miles. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've all done that. Oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't even want to put a number on how many miles I've added to my journey that could have oh, been so much easier. Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't have learned what I learned. I think right. he puts us through those valleys to learn. We've talked about that yes. in the past. Yeah. He, he wouldn't puts us be those where valleys. we are right now if it wasn't for that. Yes. Yeah. The valley leads to the mountaintop. It does. Everybody wants the mountaintop. It's oh, awesome. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's the best place to be. Yeah. 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 But I, I think, Carl, you said. You were on the island, and it helped you, right? And I was on the proverbial island, and it hurt me, right? Because I was used to wanting to be around people, outgoing, whatever. And now it's like almost reversed. Not that I want to be on an island, but I'm turned down the mic a little bit. And I don't have to be that outgoing person that... I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm still charging hell with a water pistol, right. but I, I don't have to be that loud person in the room. You put the flame on pilot. Well, and yeah. I think I think that that comes with, with, with your walk with him. The more knowledge and the more everything that you get in, in trying to live your life the way he wants you to, instead of spraying a shotgun, you're coming in more with a, not yet a sniper rifle, but maybe, you know... Yeah, more of a more of a rifle, just kind of not quite zeroed in because you know what I mean. Because just we all have work, and nobody is going straight down that that right. sniper rifle, no matter what right. you know, kind of thing. So I think that that's what it is: is that maturity in your walk with him is bringing you in to where you're like, I don't have to be going fifty different places trying to help fifty different people. I need to focus in on what you know right Whatever here. Whatever that is. What yeah. Right. Whatever that is What's right now, and stuff like yes. that, you know, because it's great Probably to help. Smell the roses right? Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong; it'd be wonderful if we all have Bill Gates money, and we were like, okay, we're going to help this over here, and this over here, and that over, and you know, and be able to do that, but still, you get the money, but you don't have the time. Mm-hmm. It's still only twenty four hours of a day. I think part of that too was growing in your relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Right, and the more you grow in your relationship with him, the more attuned, I guess, you are to the to the spirit yeah. and how he prompts you. I think early on we want to help everybody, and sometimes mm-hmm. he might be saying, "Not that person," you know right. what I mean, or right. this person yep. over here, and we're not hearing that. The yep. more attuned we get to that to that prompting, the more likely we're going to hear, "Hey, that guy." 
Yeah. That yep. person. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. You know, keep hands off that person for a while. Mm-hmm. Well, the you know, person Jesus that, didn't heal everybody. Absolutely. Right. The person that the person that he's saying keep your hands off of, you may you may be enabling them mm-hmm. instead right. of helping them. Yeah. Yep. You know, you, you're hurting them more than you're helping them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and as far as as far as what you said about having Bill Gates money, I'm afraid if we had Bill Gates money that uh we'd probably be just like Bill Gates. Mm. Well, the first thing we I would mean, do seriously, is, I'd trade not. The first thing we would do is buy new mics. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, honestly, honestly, the the thing is, 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 I mean, yes, there's people out there that's got oh, yeah. money that help out, but money corrupts. Money corrupts. Absolutely. Right, right. There you go. That's what I was trying to. That's what exactly what I was trying to say. And, money and, will and corrupt. And I think we've all at the table heard this. Because we weren't, but as we were going 50 different directions, right, you do one thing and do it well. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. what actually what I was going to say, you know, we don't need Bill Gates' money because we got God. He Absolutely. owns He owns everything anyway. Yeah. He even owns Bill Gates' money. So yeah. if right. he wanted us to have it, he'd give it to us. Right. I mean, for real. Yeah, the disciples' kids said, "Man, I wish we owned the market district. We could feed all these people." Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Yeah, mm-hmm. back to that reference. You know, yeah. like he can he can provide if he chooses to. Absolutely. Sometimes we need to accept that. Sometimes he's going to say, "I choose not to right now." Absolutely. And just Absolutely. And he kind of said that he's like, I'm going to say in different terms. Certain situations mm-hmm. will always be among you. You know, he's when he's right like, oh, there again. You know, be among you. If certain we, things you're not going to change. Right. If we mm-hmm. if we help that certain crowd of people, we may be hurting them more than we're helping them. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's all in His time. Like we right. always go right back to it. It's all in God's time. Right. Everything comes down to His time. Our walks, the day we got saved, the day we got baptized, mm-hmm. it all comes down to it's in God's time. Yeah, oh, and yeah. our intent too. Right? Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. When we do. What is our t- intent? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, are we truly, soulfully wanting to help? Right. Without posting on social media or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. He knows when our hearts are in the right place. Mm-hmm. And that's when he invokes what he needs to invoke in us. Well, and I think that that goes back, too, to what uh, Carl was saying was sometimes when it's not helping that person, not necessarily be because that person doesn't need your help. Mm-hmm. It could be because... You're not the person to help them. There you maybe go. you're not in the right spot, or maybe your heart's not in the right place to be able to help yeah. them. Right. Or tying into what Bob said, it may not be his time yet. Right. Maybe they're in the state that they're in because they're in the middle of him Absolutely. shaking them. Right. You know, yeah. and if we interrupt that process, it could be good for them physically, but bad for them spiritually. And exactly. that's why it's important to to hear the prompting of the spirit to mm-hmm. to recognize when it's his time. Absolutely. No, it's not saying just. Ignore them. <clears throat> no, no, absolutely right. not. I wouldn't let somebody start. No, because, right. Well, yeah, because like our word of enlightenment, because we have to be the light. We're always the light in somebody's darkness, no matter what, no matter how small. Oh, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> but we might be that one shake. Mm-hmm. We're not the one. We're not the last shake. We might not be the first shake. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's a shake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. We might might be the speed bump in the road that its current trajectory is leading them to a cliff. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. What I got out of the, um, 
one of the things I got out of COVID, churches shut down and everything, was uh, it's like not doing church as usual. And it came to mind when I seen the shirts that the church made. The controversial since, ones? Well, it said the church had left the building. Yeah. I loved it. At first, it didn't really make sense to me. I just kept saying it in my head, and I was like, I got it. Mm-hmm. But when it said the church has left the building, and then what came to my mind, can't do church as usual. Mm-hmm. And then now you got to identify what's the church. Right. Right. Which yeah. is us. Us. Yeah. Yes. Individually, me. Right. Because the church uh, is so not a building. Yeah. No. So I got to identify yeah. myself. I'm not in the building. I can't do church as usual. So how are you going to live? Right. Because the church should have always left the building. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely right. Exactly. Yep. yep. Well, you just told me what the shirt meant because I had no clue. <laughs> well, you know, we're going, I'm going to step it back just one step. Because he's coming there. We was talking about, uh, you know, um, maybe we shouldn't do something because it may hurt somebody. Or like when I when we were sitting here talking and I said, hey, Carl, maybe we need to go out and have supper sometime, like on a Saturday. And, you know, then you kind of stumbled around. Because you keep that for God. Right. Saturday is for God for you. But Ronnie had to. Ronnie was the one that said, "Hey, Bob, he can't do Saturdays because he keeps that for God." You know, and and I know you didn't want to refuse me to go out and eat, but in turn, I don't want to be a stumbling block to trip you up for something that you do for God. Right. And that's what we got to be aware of, and that's why we got to be acute to what God wants us to do and we got to be careful as how we walk into people's lives because we don't want to be that stumbling block I mean that 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 was just a good analogy because I just you know I didn't want to be a stumbling block in your in your faith walk you know but yet you didn't want to turn me down of going out and eat but you know I totally understand because if it's for God Turn me down. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why it's important to be transparent with each other. Yes. You know, yeah. like I, I don't yes. want to be rude. You know, right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. and Ronnie's like, is it really okay with you, Carl? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Ronnie's like, is it okay? Yeah. It, but, you know, and, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to be his stumbling block. I'm like, we can pick another day. That is no problem. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I just. And I just want to make things, that, you know, yeah, it be anything. Alcohol. If we know somebody right. struggled with alcoholism mm-hmm. in, their, in their past, I'm not going to invite them to the pool hall. Well, not right. have beers with me, and you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Billiards. It's that's silly. That's right. That's right. what I say. We just gotta we gotta be careful as how we walk into somebody's life, mm-hmm. and you know you gotta you really need to step back and 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 look at them, and just be aware of kind of maybe what. You know what their what their little kicks are, their little corks. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. you have to listen more than you talk. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Yes. That's true. You know that way you don't go in blindly. Yeah. Silent Bob ought to know a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he raises his hand. Sometimes you can't see. Sometimes you have to be silent, Ron, and not Ronnie with the E. Right. All right. Let's wrap it up. Let's put the needle off the record. Anybody got final thoughts? Anybody want to go first? Hmm. Yep, that's crickets. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, I want to share something. So I'm going to read this reference. It's from Isaiah uh, 40, verse 3, I believe. And it says, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. Something interesting in that verse is wait. The word wait, right? There's like 27 words for the word wait, or for the concept of wait in Hebrew. That individual word is actually the Hebrew word debah. And what it actually means is to be entwined together like a cord. So let me reread that with that understanding of that word in mind and see how that changes our perspective on it. But those who seek to join themselves together with the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. That to me is what it means in a poetic picture to seek after God, to seek after the Lord, yes. to seek after, to entwine your heart so intimately, so intimately with His that you're almost indistinguishable. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, He's going to lift you up. He's going to renew your strength, and you're never going to look back. Yeah. Absolutely. So who's following that? The end. <laughs> Ditto. No. <laughs> Brandon, I don't really have anything. No, I don't. Is that wrong? I, I don't know how you follow that, but you know, when it comes to the seeking part, I just thought of my, for myself that I'm never alone mm-hmm. when I'm seeking and finding. But that's that's just for me. Yep, that's good. Right. So, in other words, you say, seek first the kingdom of heaven and all righteousness shall be added to you. I'll go with uh, seek him first and seek him always. Well, mine is kind of weird and I'm going to get crazy looks except for one person because they've already heard this. But I was in a Bible study and the very top sentence was don't read a Bible verse and so I was like I'm in a Bible study (laughs) (laughs) this this didn't make a lot of sense this isn't jiving with me so then I was like looking like do I need to cancel this study like is this modern Christianity what's going on here but after I got the reading, it's like we've said all the time, that's like one of my pet peeves, right? Don't just read a Bible verse. Read all the verses. Mm-hmm. Before, after. Get the context of it. And then apply it. Yeah. So, sorry, that wasn't as good as Carl's wrong. need the beginning, the middle. And the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No cherry. To understand the story. That's right. right. No cherry Absolutely. picking a lab. Right. You can join us on our Facebook group. Comment, like, share with all your friends. Um, post whatever comes to your mind there. Open form. Uh, we are on the Twitter machine at Broken Record MI, the number one. If you have any comments, email suggestions. Um, topics, whatever, 
You can email us at brokenrecordministries at gmail.com or reach out and text us if you have our personal number. And then one or all of us will post it to our group text and we'll discuss it on a future episode. And until next time. Broken Record Ministry. Catch you on the flip side.